What up, Kingsters? Welcome back to Beyond Kink with Master Dion. This is episode number five. God damn, we're kind of getting it rolling. Now, this one, it's taken me a little time to get out because I had to do some research. And so I hope that you bear with me that i uh, got an interesting topic today. So what's been going on with y'all? How's y'all week been? You know, I've got a... Oh, I got something interesting. I had to... Um, last weekend, set up for a a very particular event, a CNC uh, scene. Uh, but it didn't happen. The person had to cancel at the last second and shit didn't go through. Talking about pissed. And that's where if you deal with anybody that that sets up gangbangs or kink scenes and stuff like that. And then they, uh, if you asked them about the time they put into it and setting things up, you'll see that it's a bit of a frustration, frustration when they, when plans don't go through, it really does suck. But, oh well, I did get to sit at the cigar bar uh have one of my little buddies, Sam, who was having a little a little bit of a tough time. Had her come down. We talked. Had another little buddy come through. Anthony. Had a good time. Even though he don't know how to play spades. Uh and for people who don't know spades, it's a card game. But he messed up a couple of times on spades. So if you listen to this, get your game tight. How are you going to be from Washington, D.C. and not know how to play spades? But, you know, I'm going to be a nice guy today. All right. So got to hang out, got to talk to them, smoke, play some games. Um, no complaints. No kink. But I'm not going to complain. So that was basically my week. I um, spent time with the family, chilled, uh, realized that March, my birthday month is here. Yes, I cannot believe I'm about to be four years old. And that's gonna, it's gonna kind of suck. So I'm out here trying to go, trying to prevent going through my midnight midlife crisis but it's it's hitting me hard it's like what are you doing you're gonna be doing this for you're getting close to 50 years old even though you look 21 you're getting close to 50. so i've been kind of hitting the gym hard looking at all the temptations there and saying god damn i remember those days oh i'm trying to get back in shape i'm trying to get it back into not not my goal weight, but within 15 pounds of my goal weight by the time my birthday party, which is in like three weeks. So we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you up with the progress. I know I've lost some weight because some shirts that I couldn't fit or was super snug now are a little bit looser. So, but I know I'm not at my goal weight. <laughs> So that's basically what's been happening. 
So it took me a little extra time this week to research a topic that pretty much I think everybody has heard it or knows somewhat about it. But I keep getting questions. I keep getting people asking me about uh, polyamory and what is it really? How is it defined? The the seamlessly mistaking of uh, polyamory and polygamy. And I'm like, what? It's completely two different things. Um, the misconceptions, the, the different forms, the type of communication. I was seeing all this shit. And, you know, I say I'm poly and and mine is very specific to my dynamic, but they're all over the place. And then I'm like, all right, we just need to have a, a conversation about polyamory, uh, poly for short. And I was gonna do it last season, but I was like, I ain't got the capacity for this shit. So here I am gonna talk about that. So, I did some research and I implore you to, to do some research and check it out uh, for yourself. And I found a very good article. I found several articles, but I found a very good article on choosingtherapy.com. Now, if you know in my previous episode that you know that I have uh, been advocating for more therapists to have a, a knowledge and understanding of the kink world. Now, do I wholeheartedly put in polyamory into the kink world? Uh, no, I think you can have it, I guess. In a, it is an alternative lifestyle. So, you know, uh, maybe it's in there, maybe it's not. But it's, a, it's definitely something where if somebody was a therapist and understood the alternative lifestyles, either in the kink world or just alternative loving and stuff like that, they could be uh, more helpful to people in the kink world. So choosingtherapy.com, uh, um, a lot of the stuff I got from their site, uh, the rest of it is just what I have an understanding of. So. I'm gonna read what they have as the definition. What is polyamory? Polyamory is a category of ethical non-monogamy, short ENM, or consensual non-monogamy, CNM spectrum. This spectrum encompasses all sexual or romantic relationships, choices which includes multiple partners. Uh, uh, let me see what does it say here polyamorous relationships can be just as healthy as monogamous ones now I don't like that the reason why I was stuttering there because I was like I don't really like that fucking sentence so why would a monogamous relationship be a healthy and can be as healthy I don't know I'm trying to bear with this what's been written here but that's uh almost kind of insulting and the fuck are they thinking about 
why would monogamous ones be healthy? Anyway, see, that's that's why I get kind of uh, hesitant to talk about this because uh, just the even with this, even they're talking about how it's good and it can be healthy, but it's comparing it to a monogamous relationship and saying that the monogamous relationship is healthy, and you can be just as healthy as a monogamous relationship. <laughs> I digress. So. Uh, what does that mean? Okay, so they're basically defining the as as it's it's obviously more than one person, but that there is uh, uh, some ethical, some truth telling. or at least an understanding of the relationships that you have with somebody else. So the dynamic, and I'll speak to that a little bit later, can be in um, multiple forms, you know, triad or whatever the case is, but we'll go on that a little further later. And so they also go on to say, what is the difference, says polyamory, versus other forms of ethical non-monogamy. And it might not seem so apparent at first, but you'll see. So while polyamory focuses on love, other forms of ethical non-monogamy focus more on sex. That's debatable. You know, the, to me, that really is. For example, partners in a lifestyle, and it has it in quotes, lifestyle, typically consider themselves to be emotional and romantically monogamous with one another while being open to sexual experiences with others. These experiences may include dating other couples, dating singles, attending swingers clubs or parties, uh, parties, playing sexually together with others, playing sexually separate with others, or some combination of that of those options. Okay, there are many, there's much variety for couples in sexually open relationships in terms of what rules they agree to, including the what levels of sexual activity is acceptable, what genders are okay to play with, whether eh, blah, 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 the, the rules that you set between each other. Do you agree with this? Well, I, to me, that's a hard one. Because uh, I guess this is the reason why I'm reading this is because it's going to show you how people think differently about what uh, poly is versus open relationship versus swingers. Now, you know, hey. I don't know. Open relationships obviously is a completely different thing. So I think open relationships is two couples that are a couple that decide to date others or have sex with others. You know, uh, my definition is a little bit different, and I'll read more and see 
how this goes as far as where, how I define it and how they're defining it. Partners in the lifestyle typically consider themselves to be emotional and romantically monogamous with one another. Hmm. That's interesting. All right. So let's move on. Polyamory versus polygamy. Polyamory is having more than one romantic partner, whereas polygamy is the plurality of marriage. I agree with that. And it's illegal to have multiple wives in the United States. The archaic rules of that you can't have more than one wife in the United States is still there. Yep. If you technically get married, then you're breaking the law. Ain't that some shit? Uh, I don't get into that. Now, it, people always ask me. Uh, they, the people that know me and my and my father. My father is a polygamist. He has been since I was a kid. He's always had multiple wives. And I'm Polly. And there, no way would I want to have multiple wives. Not in this lifetime. Not ever. So, I don't, I don't, uh, Prescribe to that. My pops does. Pops, I mean, to this day, 75 years old. He liked that game. You know, that's a whole other story. But, you know, it's, if you haven't experienced that, uh, when you hear me talk about me being ingrained in this lifestyle, I mean, can you imagine? It's not like I was raised in another country. I was raised in, uh, not Colorado, but raised in the United States. And since I was a kid, watching uh, my pops have multiple wives, you know, take it for what it's worth. So that I do agree with. <laughs> there is a difference between those. Um, the uh, polyamory being based off emotion. Hmm, God, let's just have a I have a problem with that. Types of polyamory. Now, this is. A lot of this is new to me, so if this is the way it's supposed to be, this is what was written and I'm just regurgitating to you. Okay, let's go into the different types. And maybe you'll find yourself within one of these categories, right? So the hierarchical poly. In a hierarchical polyamorous relationship, there is a primary couple who may cohabitate, combine finances, have children together, or participate in other aspects of the shared life. The couple defines the rules for how they are allowed to explore secondary relationship. They may explore relationship together or separate. They may have established constraints about sex or time spent with other partners, or they may have veto power, which allows each, uh, each person to end their partner's secondary relationship if they're unhappy with them. 
So I just thought that was an open relationship. I'm learning something myself. I had, had no idea that was, I mean, I guess. Yeah, you have multiple partners. I didn't know there was a term to it. I just thought it was an open relationship. Just straight up naive over here. All right, the next one. Anchor partners. Some polymorous, polyamorous partners define their relationships as an anchor or nesting partner. I have heard nesting partner. Instead of primary, their monikers indicate the hierarchy is not present and all partners are considered equal while still acknowledging that shared life commitments such as home, financial children are a factor. Oh. I have seen that. I have seen people say, I have a nesting partner. And I just, I thought they would just be in PC. To be totally honest with you, I was thought like, I'm not going to use the word husband or, or wife or whatever. Girlfriend that says... It goes against the PC rules. So I thought they were just using nesting partners. But now I know. So if you have a nesting partner, it doesn't mean that there's a hierarchy. Oh, it means more equal levels. Eh. Little did I know. And that's anchor partners. Let's move on. <laughs> triad. Triad. Some. This is a this is a form of uh, polyamory. Some polyamorous <laughs> couples choose to date other singles together, seeking a long-term partner with which to become a triad or a thruple. Women who are open to dating couples together are often called unicorns due to the popularity of single women in the ENMCNM community and the difficulties of finding ones. Men who are open to dating couples together are sometimes called dragons. I never heard that term. Of course, I've never dated a couple, so Maybe that's just because I'm not in the lifestyle, I guess, right? I'm just new to the lifestyle. I just got here. <laughs> Dragons, huh? I don't think I've ever heard a guy called Dragon at all. That's an interesting term. So they're a triad dragon? <laughs> uh, you know, that's a, a copyrighted gang, so you might not want to be calling yourself the triad dragons. But there you go. There's a term. If you're open to dating couples as a male, you're a dragon. And the ladies are unicorns, which everybody's heard of that one. Quad. And I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but let's read. Quad. Some polyamorous couples choose to date other couples together, hoping to find a long-term relationship called a quad. In a quad, all partners may have sexual, sexual and romantic relationships with one another, or perhaps only cross-gender partners and have a relationship with one another, or any combination of the four people involved. Sometimes there are romantic 
Relationships without sex, particularly with an asexual or a gray sexual partner, is part of the relationship. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. All right. Now we're getting to some ones I've literally never heard of. At least a couple. Polyfidelity. Polyfidelity. Some polyamorous relationships become closed and members engaged in polyfidelity. This is when all members of the poly relationships agree not to seek romantic or sexual connections outside of the established relationship structure. Often occurs when polysaturation has been reached or the inability to add additional partners due to time and energy restraint. All right, well, I guess it's a little bit more common. I just never heard it termed that way. Okay. The next one, V, and that's V-E-E, -E. V. Very common in polyamorous, polyamory, one person dates two people separately. They are, they are then the pivot in a V-style relationship. Their two partners are metamors, metamors to one another, and those two people might never meet, or they become close friends, but they do not have a romantic relationship. That sounds like me. Hmm. So I'm the pivot. I like that. So I somehow I'm, I guess I'm a V. <laughs> Relationship anarchy. That's the next one. I think that's self-explanatory, but I'm gonna read it anyway. In a relationship anarchy, in relationship anarchy, all participants are free to connect with others romantically and sexually without the restrictions of rules, labels, or hierarchy. Relationships evolve organically between the partners involved, which are rooted in trust, communications, and autonomy. Relationship anarchists may still have anchor partners that they live with or share other commitments with. That's a little too much for me. You know, where does the where does the spider web end? Next one. Now people have told me that they are this but it was defined differently. And I've actually had a misunderstanding. Solo polyamory. A solo poly person typically prefers to live alone and have multiple partners. Wait a minute, let me read that again. A solo poly person typically prefers to live alone and have multiple partnerships that they do not define in a hierarchical manner. Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's how. That's how I understood it. Basically, having uh, multiple partners, right? Okay. 
This one I definitely never heard of. The last one, the last one of the types that I saw was PolyQ. And that's P-O-L-Y-C-U-L-E, PolyQ. A PolyQ encompasses everyone on the relationship map, including all your partners and metamors, whether or not they cohabitate. There may be a PolyQ meeting or discussion to consider decisions which have comp or has implementations for everyone involved. These are few basic examples of what a uh, polyamorous relationship could look like. The option for for polyamory are diverse and complex. What? Oh, uh, I don't know what that means. Maybe somebody else can explain that. MasterDionBlack at gmail.com because I don't know what the fuck that means. But those are the different types. Yay! You learned something. You see, there's a whole bunch of shit where, where um, this uh, poly lifestyle lays in. So as we, that is the different types, okay? So I don't want um, people saying, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, like, where do I fall in at? Or if you're on the receiving end, you know, how am I looked at in the relationship that I'm dealing with? If you define that better on yourself, you may figure out that that's not exactly what you want. Or at least you have an understanding where you want or where you're at. Because sometimes communication isn't uh, clear. That goes to my next point, communications. How, when you're dealing with a relationship like this, if you've re heard what I just said, what is the key point for all that? Communications. Talking and understanding where you're at. They understand where you're at. If there's not clear communication, then it could be a disaster. Now, when they said earlier, uh, polyamorous relationship can be just as healthy as monogamous. It's the same fucking thing. If you're not communicating with your monogamous partner, then, you know, shit goes bad. Communication. Now, there happens to be two types of <laughs> uh, communication strategies that I've read. Now, I've been seeing this term and I kind of was like, I guess that means everybody's at the table, but it's called kitchen table poly, the, the communication. So the way it's defined, this kitchen table poly is when people say I'm a kitchen table um, poly. It's when everybody within a poly queue. So I guess the poly queue involves everybody, whoever that is, however many people that is is ideally able to sit around a table and conduct open discussions about their relationships. Partners and partners of partners can comfortably reach out to one another and talk directly about requests, concerns, and emotions. So in layman's term, if I'm 
dating uh, Joe's wife, I should be able to also be comfortable enough to reach out to Joe and say, hey, you know, I plan on going to uh, Meowth and I would like to take Joanne to to this uh, thing. You cool with that? Uh, or can we schedule that? I guess it's not asking permission as much as, well, maybe it is. You know, it's just trying to figure out schedule. Now that seems like an ideal situation. Like, oh, hey, everybody's cool. Yay. You know, and sometimes that shit works out. I see that that to me would be the best type of situation, especially if somebody's frustrated. All right. It's not all just about the good part, but hey, I feel like something's going on a little bit more, you know, like you hanging out too much. And if Joe's able to call me up and be like, hey, you know, I feel like, you know, like maybe we should all go together or, or, or something else or blah, blah, blah. That communication should be able to be there in this kitchen table, poly communication strategy. Now, the second one is called parallel poly, in which metamors do not interact with one another. Okay. If a person is in a V style relationship, and if you remember that, if it's uh, put your hand in a V shape and the center person is the is the pivot and it, it no matter which way you turn the V the the metamors the meta metamors don't get any closer if a person so let me read that again a poly I mean a parallel poly is when meta metamors do not interact with one another if a person is in a V style relationship has requests or concern they discuss those with their partner who then determines how to navigate the issue with their other partners. Uh, and then it goes on to say how communication happens between partners is, is, is varied, of course. A good place to start is by having regular check-ins and discuss with each partner or all partners together. So, I have, I've had Plenty of people say to me, I do not want to know about the other person. I want to know there is another person, but I don't want to know about them. I don't want to meet them. I don't want to blah, blah, so on and so forth. I don't even want to realize that I have something in common with them. And so through choice or not choice, I've had to keep this V-style relationship. And that's just what it is. I do have maybe a little bit of envy. I don't know if I want, I don't know. To me, I always refer to it as that, you know, those Ghostbusters streams and you crossing those streams and how that could be very destructive. I don't know about that whole kitchen table, everybody talking with each other and stuff like that. That sounds explosive, dangerous. And I mean, if everybody wants to be in there, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But 
Don't be trying to force somebody in that shit. Oh, boy. That can cause problems. I've had some previous relationships. Some, and this is years ago. Years. One was a, I had like a submissive, slight girlfriend type of, and then I had this other one that ended up wanting to be my girlfriend too. So it wasn't necessarily not really based in kink, but it was like just two girlfriends. And I was having them talk to each other. This this whole kitchen table style thing. And it started off, I mean, they were pretty young. I mean, I was young. It started off okay, but it came to well, I've known you longer. I know you longer, so I should be this. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, nah, I'm looking at this. I got two girlfriends. What does that mean? You've only known this, this bitch for so long and blah, blah, blah. So to say, that didn't work. <laughs> it did not work at all. And I, was, I mean, it was nice. They were both nice and beautiful but uh, it didn't work the what was the other time oh the other time is when I had um, two slaves and it was pretty it was pretty new they got along great it was they hung out with each other without me it was actually going pretty well but they had just separate issues, you know, and uh, one was in a family, the other one was single, working through some issues of their own. And it just didn't end up staying. It had nothing to do with them. They actually got along great. But they were in different times in their life. And I don't know if that is a is important or not, but they were in different times. One was a little older, uh, getting themselves together, no kids, kind of uh, getting ready for the world. And the other one just had a kid, married, trying to work through those problems of a marriage and everything that goes along. Um, with that and they were just on two different tracks and I was like can you and I'm like do you have to find uh, similar relationships or similar uh, not relationships but um, I don't want to say similar people but uh, their lives does it have to be uh more in line with each other. Does that make that easier? If I had uh, two slaves that were just working on their lives, they had no kids, 
and stuff like that. Does that make it easier? I mean, it sounds like it does. I don't know if it does. Excuse me, I was lighting my cigar. I don't know if it does make it easier, but it sounds like an ideal situation. Now, vice versa, maybe not. You know, they're both are married and, and uh, with kids and stuff. I mean, it might make it e easier for me. Shit, and then I have all these extra obligations. <laughs> But I wanted to give you a taste, an understanding of when the word poly is thrown out there. And you know, when somebody says they're poly, or when, you know, I, as you can hear earlier, I don't really agree with, you know, open relationships, open relationships. I, th I consider poly is emotional and sexual. You know, I think that uh, um, when I have a, a, a partner, that I want to be emotionally connected to that person. If I'm just going out there fucking, that's just going out there fucking. I don't, I, I don't personally consider that poly. You know, if you're in an open relationship, you're in an open relationship. I went out and got some dick, honey. Cool. Had a, but to each their own. Again, I I was at the website choosing therapy. I don't want somebody saying that I stole the shit. I didn't. I ain't steal shit. It's on the. That's where I got most of this information from. I'm gonna. I'm cutting it off because I. I oh, it's been a very very long day. I have a lot of shit to do. So I don't want to stick y'all to any more of this pain that I'm giving out of here. But don't forget, if you're in Colorado or will be in Colorado, uh, March 26th, I have my third annual birthday party. It's going to be a Roaring's 20 um, shin gig. And you should attend. And... I know I said there's gonna be some more things, but I wanted to kind of get a lot of this stuff off my chest. And um, I'm hoping that you can at least uh, get something out of each one of my podcasts. So that being said, there's only one thing that I want you to do is keep yourself kinky. Always keep it kinky. Love you all. Peace.